0: my love muffins welcome back to the podcast if you're new here welcome my love my name is Deandre Nicolette I'm the host of Manifest Daily and of course for my OG listeners hey girl hey hey boy hey what's poppin what's good welcome back to another episode of your fave Manifest Daily my loves we are recording in a different space today so I apologize if you hear a ton of noise coming from outside i'm at my parents house as you guys probably know i think i mentioned it i I feel like i mentioned these things so many different times in so many episodes and i personally can't keep track of who i've told What to. So apologies if this is like the 50th time I am mentioning being in Boston for a little bit, but I am in Boston. I am at my parents' house. And so we're recording in a little bit of a different environment. So the sound might be different. The quality might be different, but please bear with me, my loves. Next episode should be back in my office and back to our normal quality. Actually, no, the next episode is going to be a Friday one. So it will actually be recorded here. The following Tuesday's episode will be recorded in my office and back to our normal quality and production, etc. So um, I actually hadn't planned to record anything today. It's actually 7 19 p.m. Still working. Okay, I'm still working doing nine to five things nine to definitely past five at this point, but I'm still working. And I actually decided to pick up the mic because I wanted to talk about something that I'm feeling. I know that in past episodes, I think a lot of my really great episodes have been recorded when I felt just the urge to share what I'm thinking, what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing, because I know that there's probably someone out there, not that I—that there's probably, but that there's definitely someone out there experiencing a similar feeling. And so this episode is probably going to be in two parts. This initial part, which I hope to record before my father gets home, like I'm trying to kind of hurry because I don't know what time he's coming home, but I'm trying to also keep calm and carry on y'all y'all feel me okay but i was chatting with a friend in um our group chat tb hey girl hey (laughs) um tanya banana and i was talking about something that i was feeling today and as you guys know the eclipse happened is it today the 15th today's the 17th oh my gosh time is flying so the eclipse was two days ago was it on the 16th either way eclipse energy is real okay i've been feeling it they said taurus scorpio Aquarius and Leo are feeling this eclipse the most as fixed signs and I can definitely attest to that fact y'all I've been sleeping non-stop I don't really nap that much despite the you know this what is I was gonna say the superstitions the stereotypical views of a Taurus being sleepy and eating a lot I do love to eat but and I do love to sleep but I don't really take a lot of naps but I've been napping okay This eclipse has me tired, okay, tired of everything, tired and just wanting to sleep and tired and not want to get up, okay? So I've been feeling a lot of that, but there's also been a lot of stuff just coming up in terms of emotions and me processing a lot of like just different things I'm feeling. And one of the things that I was feeling today is thinking about the idea of what if I never have kids? and not even what if I never have kids, but I was more so thinking like, do I want kids? And I know I've talked about this so many different times in podcast episodes where I've been like, I want the traditional, you know, husband and the kids and the, and damn near the white picket fence type of reality. But I really sat with that today. And I was like, okay, do I want kids? Because I've been told that's what I should want. I've been told as a woman that my highest purpose is essentially to create and to become a mother, that becoming a wife and a mother is one of the most fulfilling things that I can do with my life and with my body? Or do I want kids because I genuinely want kids? Do I want the husband, the the life I've always envisioned because I want it? One thing about eclipse energy and eclipse season is it will allow you to question everything you know as true. Right. So, all of these things in my life that I've accepted as my truth, I'm now sitting here processing and thinking about them and wondering is this actually my truth or is this the truth that I've been fed by society, I've been fed by the collective, and I've accepted as my own individual truth? And within that question and sort of thinking about this is also the bigger question of. Is there even a way to separate your individual thinking, your individual wants and needs from the collective? Because if we believe that we are all one, right? And we are, you know, supposed to love on each other as if we are all one, then is there such a thing as separating my individual wants and my individual needs from sort of this collective mindset? And that's sort of what I've been pondering today. And where I landed with this is getting to a point where I was like okay I do believe that I would enjoy the experience of raising children of basically passing on the legacy because there's a way that I see the future right the future world and there's a way that I would like society to go towards like a more positive way and I believe that part of that is raising the future generations to think differently to act differently to make better decisions and so with me wanting that for our collective, for our world, for humanity, part of that mission could be me having kids. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that, right? I could become a teacher, I could just teach through other kids. So if you know, my friends have kids, I could be a really good inspiration and mentor to their kids. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that I have to have my own kids. But I sat with that and I was like, okay. I do think that the experience of raising kids, basically raising the next generation, having a legacy to pass on would be enjoyable for me. But then I also came to this conclusion that if I never have kids and if I never get married, I also think I would live a really fulfilling and really amazing life. And (laughs) it sounds so simple and I'm sure many of you have already accepted that you know truth for yourselves and have a really good understanding of this statement that I just made but this was a really big deal for me because as you guys know I you know I'm someone that I'm not codependent But I really do want a relationship. And I really have always seen sort of this ideal vision of a relationship and the kids and everything like that in my future. And so to get to a place where today, the first time in my life, this was the first time that I've had that thought of there is a possibility that I may never have kids, that I may never get married. And instead of feeling absolute dread and sadness and fear about it, I felt content I felt calm. I felt like, okay, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Because if that is supposed to be my destiny, if I am supposed to go through this life and meet amazing people and have amazing relationships, but not necessarily call someone my husband, right? And not necessarily birth a child, then I will be okay. I don't, that doesn't make me any less of a wonderful person that doesn't make me any less of a worthy person and that definitely doesn't make my life any less fulfilling like I said it was a really big moment for me because it was so subtle to sort of have that conversation with myself and have that thought come up and to realize and recognize that instead of feeling sadness I felt content I felt neither happy nor sad about it i was just sort of like that is what it is right that is literally a fact that that is a possibility and while i don't necessarily accept that it will be my future right i'm not saying that okay i'm you know i'm just giving up it's not necessarily this energy of giving up hope of finding someone and giving up hope of ever having that it's more so me saying that i'm exploring I'm exploring what I want in this life. I'm exploring in this chapter and I'm so open to whatever comes my way for the highest good. I think a big part of that shift was, yes, the eclipse energy and sort of all the things being unearthed from Everything happening, but it was also the traveling that I've done. And I haven't done a ton of traveling in the last month. So I just went to Philly. I went to Jersey, literally right next door. Um, me and my friend Trey drove from Philly to visit Tanya because we're all friends. And then we stayed with her for a little bit. And then we drove back to Philly for me to catch my flight to Boston. So not a ton of like international flights and big trips and whatever. But in taking these like mini trips, I've sort of realized that I love to explore. I love to travel. I've never really had the opportunity to travel a lot before. Now I'm doing it a lot more. When I was growing up, like we basically any like vacation that we took that was like a long term vacation, we went back to Trinidad and Tobago. And so for me, vacations were more so associated with going back to the islands. And yes, it was a break, but it was more like seeing family and just sort of doing that than seeing new places or anything like that. We visited a couple different small towns um, in New England, things like that. I've been into you know Canada here and there or here and there I've been to Canada once okay but I've never really tapped into this idea that I could be someone that's wanted to travel and I've always sort of labeled myself as like I'm not an avid traveler like I'm like oh you know it seems cool whatever but now that I'm starting to do more of it I've realized I really like it I like going to a different place and seeing what it's like I'm like the world is so Massive, such a cliche, but literally, have y'all seen the earth? Okay, it's huge, it's huge. And to think that there are so many places, and I'm like, I want to explore, not like I want to get to every single crevice, but there are places and states and cities that I want to see. And this doesn't necessarily mean that I can't be married and have a child and do this, but I think right now in this season, I'm getting to a place where. I am becoming or I should say I am enjoying being single and I will say that I have there's ups and downs with this right because healing isn't linear as we know and so sometimes you'll have a moment or a time where it's absolutely fabulous and you're feeling on top of the world and you're thriving and whatever and then you might have the next week where it feels like things have just declined and you feel overwhelmed and burnt out and You hate everything, right? So it's not linear. And I think with my... Singlehood journey, if you will, that it's the same thing, right? It's there are days and weeks where I do feel lonely and I want that partnership, and that is absolutely normal. So, if you're in a similar place and you feel that way, don't let anyone make you feel bad for feeling lonely as being a single person. Because, guess what? Like, we're social creatures. So, if you want to cuddle up with someone and you want to have that, it's not bad to want that. It doesn't mean you're codependent, it doesn't mean you're not healed. It just means you're a human person right now. You're you're experiencing a human experience, okay? But there are also times where I feel good, right? Where I'm happy, where I am not focused on my status as being single. I'm just being, I'm just living, I'm just enjoying, I'm just thriving. And this month has been a lot of that. This month has been... A lot of just realizing that there's so much that I want to do, but I also know that, yes, there's time, but also we don't know how much time. So like, I might as well just do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I might as well just enjoy the time that I have, enjoy the time that I can spend with my family, enjoy the activities that I can do by myself. Because like I said, we, we don't know, right? If I do end up experiencing a reality where, I have kids and I have the husband and maybe my time is more limited the time that I can spend with myself or my family or my friends or whatever that I don't look back on this time that I had and feel as if I wasted it I don't want to have those regrets so yeah it's not necessarily a I don't want kids or I don't want to get married conversation and it's definitely not a I'm giving up hope or I feel hopeless conversation at all it's more of a I've accepted that anything is possible (laughs) conversation. And like I said before, I couldn't really get to a place of acceptance because when I thought about the possibility of not having any of those things in my future, I felt as if I would completely hate my life if I got to the end and never got married, never found this amazing love, never, never had kids. And I look back on that, which I mean, (laughs) that thought process was only like, what, maybe a few months ago. And I look back on that and I'm like, that was doing myself and my life such a disservice because to say that I couldn't live a fulfilling life because I didn't do some of these things is just so sad to think about right and I don't think it's like my fault <laughs> completely like obviously you know me having quote-unquote control over some of these thoughts makes me in some ways partly responsible but like I said a lot of this is discourse that we are fed in society we are taught that we need to do things a certain way we are taught if you're 30 and you're single and you're not married you don't have kids as a woman you- you've done something wrong we are th- taught that if you never want to have kids like people literally will ask people like do you want to have kids when are you having kids why don't you have kids it's rude it's invasive you don't know what someone's going through you don't know what they're experiencing you don't know if they want to have kids you don't know if they can have kids and so a lot of our policing around women's bodies and women's sort of woman's mission woman's purpose on earth has really created this understanding and idea that as a woman, your highest purpose is to have kids. And we've seen a lot of laws being passed, laws being overturned. And I am going to do a whole separate episode on this because I do have some very strong opinions that I have not really spoken on much simply because I don't want to alienate anyone, but I also do you believe that if you don't speak on your beliefs and if you don't, what would do they say? If you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for everything, right? So I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel like I have to hold back on my own podcast and not share my experiences, not share my stories and my thoughts because someone won't like it. If you don't like it, then you can click away, <laughs> okay? You can you can close the show. You can, you can leave. Respectfully, of course. Respectfully. Anyways, my loves, those are my thoughts. We're going to do part two to this episode because in the second part of this episode I'm either going to be talking about life lessons or dating lessons which one it depends on really is up to you because right now I'm doing a poll on Instagram but my dad just came home so I don't really want to talk about more of this stuff with him here and I I think I've said everything I need to say on this topic so in a few seconds you're going to hear me dive into again life lessons or lessons I've learned from dating and yeah let's let's talk about that let's Let's have like a little segue music, and let's get into that. Hello, beautiful souls, and good morning. We are back with I suppose this is part two of this episode today. so It is currently Wednesday, May 18th, and I'm so excited because it's a beautiful sunny day here in Boston. It's a little bit chilly this morning. I mean, not cold, honestly. It's going to warm up today, but it's just a really good day overall. I'm super excited. I'm glad it's the middle of the week. I'm glad it's almost the weekend. My mom is throwing a tea party this weekend, so I'm actually really excited about that just to kind of like meet her friends, mingle with them, hang out with her I don't drink tea, but I will have some chocolates and I will have some of the little cakes that she's making. So very, very excited about that. So before we dive into the five lessons that I have from 28 year old me, which I can't believe I get to say I'm 28 now. I mean, it's not that big of a difference obviously from saying 27 to 28 but lord knows i forget my age damn near every time someone asks me how old i am so this is gonna be fun trying to remember that i'm now 28 years old so there's that but you guys know i went to pennsylvania and when i say like that pennsylvania i went to philly y'all okay i was in philly i was in jersey and also my birthday was this past weekend i feel like this birthday was very very chill it was something where It was so chill, but I enjoyed my birthday thoroughly. And I know in past years, I've sort of had these moments where I've dreaded my birthday. I felt sad around my birthday. I've struggled with feeling like I hadn't accomplished enough since the previous birthday. And this year, I did feel like a little bit of that, like, oh, like, what have I done since, you know, my last birthday? Like, what have I accomplished? What have I changed in my life? Are things still the same? And I had to sit with that and really realize that like a lot has changed since I was 27. But this birthday was really enjoyable. I think one of the biggest things for me that made it so enjoyable was the fact that I am in such a different place with my father. I haven't really spoken about this like a ton on the show, but um, we have just had our ups and downs mainly with him being so how do I put this overprotective is a nice way to put it. Controlling is the way I like to say it. And I am very much the type of person where we're really similar. He and I are really similar. So when he attempts to control or be overprotective as a father, me as the woman that I am, I push back a lot, especially because I know that I am smart, I'm knowledgeable, I'm self aware. And a lot of times the things that he wants to control or aims to control are things that are like, they just, they, they, I can't speak. They just don't matter. They're things that he wants to control because he wants to control them. If you feel me, if you have an overprotective parent, father, brother, whatever, I'm sure you get it. I'm sure you get the vibes. And I'm sure if you're also, you know, quite a self-aware, independent person, you also realize that a lot of times you guys can butt heads because of the fact that they want something one way. And you're like, no, this is my life. I'm going to do it this way. And especially with me being damn near 30 years old, I am a full grown woman. I'm an adult. we've butted heads a lot in my adulthood so it was an enjoyable birthday because this was one where we took pictures we went out to dinner we have been more communicative in the last year like now we call each other and stuff and it seems like such a small thing especially if you are someone who has a really great relationship with both of your parents for me to be like oh i call my father now and he calls me but i promise you guys when i was in new jersey I don't think I spoke to my father more than like one or two times like we just didn't speak we didn't really have any sort of a relationship and it was really hard because I've always wanted that and when I was younger I used to be a daddy's girl like that he was my guy okay he was my guy when I was younger and you know as things go as I got older. It became harder for us to have that connection because he wanted to be in control. He wanted to remain in control and be the person that dictated what I wore and what I did. And obviously, as a young woman going into her own, I wanted to have a say in what I was doing and what I was wearing and all that good stuff. And just so y'all know, okay, I was never a rebellious kid. I was not here doing the most, but I still was on this tight leash as if I was trying to do the most and I promise you the most that I ever did was like stay late at the library, okay? So your girl wasn't doing too much, but it was an enjoyable birthday because of that and I had Monica come over. We all went out to dinner. We went to um where do we go? Eddie V's in Boston. If you've ever been, it's like a seafood restaurant. They have some steaks as well, but it it's super nice. It's like one of those fancier restaurants. You go in there Um, If you saw my stories, guy was like pouring me my, uh, what did I order? Margarita. It was a Patron margarita, but I substituted the Patron for Casamigos. If you know, you know. And it was just like a really nice experience. And I've personally been saying that I want to live a certain type of life. Like I have a vision of the things that equal luxury to me. And luxury means different things to every single person. And one of the luxuries that I want to make a norm for myself is being able to go to these nicer places right as a regular thing I don't want it to be something where I have to be celebrating a birthday or I have to be celebrating something for me to be like I'm gonna go out to dinner and have a really nice like dinner at a fine restaurant and so I've been trying to do more of that sort of as a regular thing in my life if you will and it was just really nice being able to like dress up. I had like a beautiful, simple red silk dress on and uh, some little white heels, peep toe, white toes. Okay. And we went out to the restaurant and I absolutely enjoyed it. The service was immaculate. The food was immaculate. The vibes were immaculate. And it just made me feel so luxury, so elegant, so put together. And it was just such a beautiful birthday dinner and I enjoyed the fact that I, you know, the week before had the turn up party with my friends in Philly and Jersey. We were going out y'all. Okay. We were going out. There was one night y'all, let me tell you, it was one night we went out, me and my friend T, we went out and it was her and her cousin that came. Why does woman pay for all our stuff? It was this one woman and she was like, a girl, listen, my husband is rich. And so she paid for all our shots. She kept getting us shots. She kept getting us food. All we had to do that night, we paid for our lift there and we paid for our live back. And we had all, like it was just turned up and that was on Cinco de Mayo. So that was super, super fun. So It was cool having the turn up lituation, you know, drinking kind of club experience with my friends and then being able to come here and have more of that wholesome dinner vibe. And the fridge just like turned on. I hope you guys don't hear it. I don't think you should because the mic, the mic input volume is down so low. Okay, it is down super super low. So I'm damn near. I'm not whispering, but (laughs) I'm talking really low Um, We're keeping the vibes chill today. Okay So let's go ahead and dive into this episode because at this point we've had quite a long intro and this is going to be quite a long episode most likely And uh, I want to get to it for you guys So we're talking about five different lessons learned from 28 year old me So let's go ahead and just dive right into these lessons with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash daily That's drinkag1.com slash daily Check it out. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com. Code staple L E two zero. So lesson one is one that I have probably said, I think all of these I've said in some way, shape, or form on different episodes, but we're going to repeat it, okay? We're going to repeat it because these are important lessons. Lesson one is listen to what they do, not what they say. So one thing about people... Is people gonna make promises? Okay, people are gonna tell you that they're gonna do something. They're gonna be like, "I'm gonna show up. I'm coming at this time. I got you, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And it's really important that you learn to trust and look, or not even trust, but you learn to look at people's actions because it's the actions that eventually win out. If someone tells you one thing, but they do another. It literally doesn't matter what they said. It literally doesn't matter what they said, because what matters is what they did. And obviously, there are some, you know, nuances to this. There are some situations where someone may say something, they may promise something, but you know, life gets in the way. And maybe it's an emergency. And maybe they can't follow through, not because, you know, they didn't want to follow through or not because they didn't try to or intend to follow through. But because life happened and something came up and it was an emergency and that's that's a separate situation right that's where you give someone the benefit of the doubt that's where you understand that life happens but i'm talking about the situations where someone tells you something and they have every ability every you know every moment every opportunity to do what they said they were going to do and they don't do it i'm looking at you different I'm going to look at you a little bit different. and Here's the thing, too. I always tell you guys, you need to also practice this with yourself. So it's not just about looking at the actions of others when they say they're going to do one thing and maybe they don't do that. It's about looking at the actions that you're also taking. So it's really important that you are conservative, I would say, with the promises that you're making to yourself and the promises that you're making to other people. Because the last thing that I want you or me to do is to ever be out here over promising and under delivering. You don't want to be that person that becomes known for this reputation with other people or even especially actually with yourself where you are, you know, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be working out X amount of times per week. I'm gonna be reading this book. I'm starting my business on this day. I'm going back to school. I'm doing all these things. And then when somebody checks in, two, three months later, Hey, how's school going? How's the workout program going? How's, how's this thing that you said you were going to start going and you looking crazy. Cause you like, Oh that, Oh yeah. Yeah. I did say I was going to do that, but you know what I'm saying? Like I got tired, like I got tired. And it really is that balance, right. Of practicing self-care of practicing being gentle with yourself and practicing rest when needed But you really, really, really need to understand that actions are so powerful. People say words are spells and words are powerful. Words are absolutely powerful. words are absolutely powerful. Your thoughts are powerful, right? Your thoughts make up your perception. Your beliefs make up your perceptions, which make up your reality. Those are powerful. What you say does matter. But what you do matters so much as well, right? So you can't be out here promising to show up in a certain way and then not doing it because what will happen is people will learn to not trust your word. And especially if you do it with yourself, you're going to learn to not trust your word either. So when you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm setting a goal to do this. You know what you're telling yourself? You're telling yourself, I'm just putting out words. I'm not going to follow up. I'm not actually going to show up for myself in the way that I'm saying I will, because guess what? The last time I said it and the time before that, that I said it, I never showed up for myself. I never did the thing. So hold yourself to a higher standard of integrity with yourself personally, but then also make sure you're holding the people around you to a higher standard as well. When it comes to their word, allow yourself to really look, to really observe, to really understand, are people following through with their actions? And if you personally set boundaries with any specific person in your life, any person that you have a relationship with in your life, if you set a boundary around what they tell you and how they need to show up for you and they are not showing up for you in that way, make sure you're making note of that. Make sure you're making note of that and allowing yourself to really call them out when they are not showing up the way they said they would for you. Okay. The second lesson is kind of similar, a little bit, but not really. And it's that your habits will always reveal the kind of life that you're manifesting. Now, I say it's similar because habits are tend to tend to like when you're talking about habits, you tend to be talking about actions that you're taking. Yes, we can refer to a certain habit as a pattern of thinking, right? You might have a pattern of thinking negatively or Uh, speaking negatively to yourself. And that may become a habit, right? Because it's something that you're consistently doing and you're constantly doing. But for the sake of this lesson, we're going to talk about actions. I mean, I guess we could talk about thoughts too. We're gonna talk about all things. Okay. So your habits will always reveal the kind of life that you're manifesting. No matter what type of life that you want to experience, if your actions don't line up with that life, then you are not going to create it with ease and flow. I promise you are not. There are so many different situations where I've seen a lot of like content out on the internet where people are saying like, oh, just like think about it and like vibrate with the thing. And that's all you have to do and like you don't even have to take action. And I mean, believe what you believe, right? Believe what you believe. You can absolutely believe that. And I guarantee you, if you went looking, you can find a ton of different examples of people who just didn't do much but they still manifested something that they wanted but maybe it wasn't exactly what they wanted but they got some sort of like subpar version of it because they sat around and did nothing but try to think about that thing and that's great but I love action okay I love inspired action I love taking action Action is such a beautiful way to co-create your reality because you have a say, you're you're getting a chance to have a say in the reality that you are creating. And why wouldn't you want to do that? Why would you want to sit back passively and not have a say in the reality and the future that you're creating for yourself, right? And so when we talk about action and how Our ability to take action is a huge part of this co-creation process. We got to talk about what types of actions that we're taking. If you're taking, I'm going to say the right actions. And, you know, I use that term loosely because right and wrong. I mean, those are just ideas here. But say you're taking, uh, let me phrase it differently. If you're taking the actions that are aligned what the reality that you want to experience consistently you're taking those actions consistently those are your habits those are the things that you do guess what you are now a person that does those things it's not that you're like doing them and they feel awkward to you because that's not part of your reality it's like you do those things like that is part of who you are now part of your experience and because it's aligned with the reality that you want to experience you're going to basically create a space where you are calling in that preferred reality with more ease and flow, but simply because the actions that you're taking, even the thoughts that you're having, are aligned with that, like that preferred reality. If you are taking actions that are not aligned with your preferred reality and you're doing that consistently, those are your habits, what do you expect to happen? Do you think it's going to be easier or harder to create that preferred reality? If you want to call in abundance, right? I always struggle with these examples. I feel like I have three examples that I rotate between. Oh my gosh. Anyways, if you want to call in abundance, you want to live this life of luxury. Luxury, I'm doing quotation marks. If you can't see me, obviously you can't see me. (laughs) But doing quotation marks because luxury, like I said, means something different to everyone, looks a little different to everyone. But for the sake of this, we're going to talk about a lot of money, freedom with your time, Uh, ability to buy the things you want, have the experiences you want, take care of the people that you love, et cetera, et cetera. That's your definition of luxury. If you want to experience that, but in terms of your actions, you're not taking the actions that are aligned with that. You're consistently calling yourself broke. You're consistently um, maybe overspending or not saving or you're you're you don't have a job and you're not looking for a job or you want to start a business and you know that your business has the potential to make you a lot of money, but you're dragging your feet and you're self-sabotaging or you have a business but you're not taking consistent action in your business, you're not working on your business, you're not prospecting clients, you're not doing the things that someone who is living that life of luxury would do, then how the hell do you expect to manifest that. Do you think that sitting around and calling yourself broke every day, sitting around and complaining about how you have nothing, sitting around and and putting out into the universe that you are in a space of lack is going to help you call in more? Tell me how that be adding up cuz for me, it don't make no sense. That math ain't mathin', baby. It's not mathin'. So, when we talk about our habits, we need to make sure that the habits that we have are aligned With that preferred reality, who do you want to be and what types of actions does that person take every single day? How do they care for their mind? How do they care for their body? How do they care for their energetic body, their spirit, their soul? How do they treat other people? What is their relationship with money, with their partner, with their friends, with their family? Ask yourself these questions and once you have those answers, create habits that support that preferred reality, create habits that are aligned with that preferred reality. You are consistently taking action, right? Every single time you make a decision, you go somewhere, you walk somewhere, you do something, you pick something up, you put it down, you call a friend, you text someone, you're taking action. The question is, are those actions actually aligned with your preferred reality? And how are you showing up that version of the life that you say you want to live. And that's why I say it's kind of related to lesson number one. All right, guys, we're speeding along. (laughs) I kind of love that for us. So lesson number three, investing in experiences and your time is just as important as investing in material things. Y'all have probably heard this so many times, but I definitely wanted to add this one in because we are seeing the the rise possibly could be called the rise of the material girl <laughs> material girl y'all know okay if you know you know we're seeing the rise of that we're seeing a lot of content at least I personally feel like in some spaces online I'm being bombarded with content about people buying more stuff more bags more clothes more jewelry Louis Vuitton, which I got a Louis Vuitton perfume for myself the other day, and oh my god, I love it! I love it. That was such a good purchase. Like I'm so into scents, you guys. And yes, I still have to do that YouTube uh video on the scents. Fun fact: I actually recorded it, and I was editing it. I was like halfway through editing it, and then my perfectionist self was like, "I hate this! I hate this! I hate this!" I deleted all of it. So, <laughs> lol, gotta re-record it. It's so fun. But um, but yeah, we're being bombarded with a lot of just stuff people accumulating more stuff and there's nothing wrong with that i want to say because i love stuff i love buying clothes and shoes and perfumes clearly okay the other day i went into lululemon not for the first time. Why was I going to say it like that? I've been in Lululemon before, but I've never bought anything from Lululemon until the other day. And I said, you know what, it's my birthday month. For some reason this month, not even for some reason, girl, I've been treating myself all month. One thing about me is birthday month, I'ma spend, okay? <laughs> Credit card bill. Hi, in May, we're going to pay it off though, obviously, but just saying, get the point. Um, no, but yeah, I went into Lululemon and I bought a, t- a shirt or two shirts and some shorts. Actually, my mom bought me one of the shirts. I got one shirt and then I got the shorts as well. Quality, high. My love, immaculate. I love it. I I, tr- I said, this is why the girlies be spending money on Lululemon? And then I went and placed an online order. Oh, Okay so sorry about that we had to take like a mini break I was getting a phone call so back to lesson three yeah we're just bombarded with a lot of content about people accumulating a lot of stuff and there's a lot of power I think in buying the stuff that you've always wanted to have when you didn't have the stuff but I also think buying the experiences is really, really important. And not only that, but investing money into getting your time back. And let me explain what I mean by that. One thing about me is I'm going to pay for something that I don't want to do, if I can. (laughs) I say that, but there's some things I am not at the point yet where I can invest in those just yet. But for example, you hear about people who are like, I don't like cleaning my house. And for me, luxury looks like investing in a cleaner or I don't like doing some of these like tasks that I have to do and I'm going to invest in an assistant. I'm going to have someone come to my house and, you know, pick up my prescriptions, pick up my groceries, um, grab my mail, just like little things, just like assisting, literally assisting me in my life. I think when you're coming from a place of lack mentality, it can be really easy to say, well, why pay for someone to clean your house when you can just do it? Why pay for someone to do these little things in your life when you can just do it? Why pay for someone to do X, Y, Z when you can just do it? But the lesson here is not that you need to choose between spending money in a smart way or not smart way. Because to say that someone paying for a cleaner or paying for an assistant is wasting money is a lie. These people who choose to spend their money on these things on getting back time in this way are choosing to do so because maybe they realize like, hey, I actually don't enjoy doing this thing. And in order for me to create more peace in my life, more space for enjoying my life, more space for really having more time to do the things that I love, I'm going to invest in this service. I think that makes a lot of sense and I've gotten to a space where I honestly am such I like I just really encourage anyone who wants to do that to do that. I encourage anyone who says I don't like doing this thing and I think I might want to outsource it to do so because why not? Right? Why not? We've also talked a lot about self-care on the show and things like investing in massages or investing in going to get your hair done or some of these like regular things that are part of your self-care upkeep, they're not a waste of money. And I think one of the things that, again, I've, I've seen, I've heard, I've even like told myself sometimes is that why am I spending money on this massage when I could be adding an extra couple hundreds to savings this month. But again, it's not about being able to choose between the two. I think it really is about allowing yourself to enjoy those experiences because yes, you could put away an extra $100, 200 in your savings that month instead of getting the massage. But if you get the massage, maybe it helps you to relax. Maybe you're having a stressful month. Maybe You know, you need that deep tissue to help you unwind. And why should you feel guilty for choosing something that you're thoroughly going to enjoy and that's going to help you relieve stress in your life? I just don't think it's fair to place pressure on ourselves to not choose the experiences, to not choose the luxury things that we want, especially when they are experiences or ways to save time, because Those are great ways to spend money as well. And if you're working hard to earn your money, then you should absolutely be able to spend it on a massage or spend it on a Pilates class or spend it on a cleaner, whatever you want to spend it on. with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Hair care is about more than just styling. It's about creating a routine that prioritizes healthy scalp and hair. Way's new scalp serum and thick and full supplements are a complete solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, healthier hair. As y'all know, I cut my hair a couple months ago and since then I've been focusing on growing it back stronger and healthier. My hair and my scalp can both lean towards being dry, especially since my hair is so curly, so I wanted to make sure that as it grew back, I was really focusing on addressing any hydration issues. Since using the waist thick and full supplements and the scalp serum as part of my daily hair care routine... I've noticed no flakiness due to dry scalp and my hair is growing back super healthy. It's even at the length where I can go get box braids installed this weekend and y'all know I am so excited about my summer box braids. Let me give y'all a bit more info on these products, which are both vegan, gluten-free and contain cruelty-free ingredients. So the ways Thick and Full supplements are vegan, once a day supplements with zero flavor that help support thicker, fuller and healthier hair. They reduce the appearance of shedding, support hair strength and improve your overall hair health. The Way Scalp Serum is a daily serum that can be used day or night with wet or dry hair. It soothes irritation from things like tight ponytails or excessive hair detangling and keeps your hair feeling stronger and looking fuller through a healthy, hydrated, balanced scalp. It contains skincare-inspired ingredients such as hyaluronic acid and adaptogens and is safe for color-treated and chemical-treated hair. Grow all the way with The Way Scalp Serum and thick and full supplements. Go to theway.com. that's T H E. OUAI.com and use the code Manifest Daily to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T H E O U A I.com, code Manifest Daily. Okay, so lesson number four. I said this one before, I think a few times actually, but being vulnerable is one of the most courageous things that you can do. It definitely takes a lot of courage to open up and allow others to see you as like who you are in any given moment. And of course, I say this by remembering or I say this and also remember the fact that like we all have boundaries. So how vulnerable you are or I suppose like how much you want to share with others in any given moment in time, that's totally up to you and you're allowed to set boundaries around how much you share and how much others can ask about you and know about you, things like that. But I think when it comes to vulnerability, there's a fear of rejection and a fear of judgment involved. Like we tend to not want to be vulnerable we tend to not want to open up and show our true selves because we're afraid that someone's going to judge us or someone is going to be like, "Mm, I actually don't like you very much. And once that happens, it's like, damn, like I just showed them all of myself and they don't accept me. But being vulnerable can also lead to a lot of really good things. It can lead to you getting closer to the people that you love. It can definitely lead to you getting closer to yourself. I know that The more I've sort of opened up and become vulnerable, the more I've realized that everyone is really struggling with a lot of the same things. You might think that you are the only person going through something and when you keep it all inside and when you keep it all bottled up and when you aren't open about what you're going through and what you're experiencing it can feel really lonely. Like you literally look around you're like, damn, everyone's so happy. Everyone's doing this. Everyone's having this experience and I'm experiencing something completely different and it sucks and I don't know what to do and I feel like I have no one to turn to because no one else is going through this whole time. Other people are experiencing that and I think the more that we're all able to be open and be vulnerable and showcase like what it is that we're struggling with, again, with boundaries in place, the more that we all start to realize how much we are all truly having very, very, very similar experiences, struggling with the same things. And it becomes easier to share words of advice, words of wisdom with others. Maybe they're sort of earlier on in that journey than you and you can sort of share some wisdom with them. Maybe you're earlier on in your journey and they can share some wisdom with you. But either way, we're all kind of navigating a lot of the same things. Basically, just being vulnerable in your life allows you to give yourself more grace when you're struggling because you realize that, like I said, it's not just you going through this. And when you open yourself up to others, when you open yourself up to more experiences, more showcasing of who you truly are, you will notice that you also attract a lot more genuine relationships, like a lot more genuine friendships and maybe even romantic relationships as well. Because of the fact that you're showing up unapologetically as yourself, like no one can sit there and be like, oh, you're being fake or or say anything about you in terms of you being fraud or you showing up as someone who's not real because you're literally putting yourself out there and we're all growing and we're all evolving and we're all learning and changing. And so as you're being vulnerable, like you're literally allowing the world to see your evolution. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, like seeing someone evolve being able to be part of their journey and I say it like for the millionth time again all of this with boundaries enforced and boundaries in place but I do think that all of us showing up more vulnerably being more open being more raw being more transparent and honest is basically like the pros outweigh the cons for us doing that is what I think okay lesson number five this is kind of a big one because I know I've talked about this a few times on the show but I've talked about purpose and the lesson is there's no such thing as finding yourself or even finding your purpose now let me explain let me explain I've talked about purpose a couple different times I've explained or mentioned purpose as sort of being this ability to show up as yourself to be yourself to show up as your authentic raw, vulnerable being, whatever that looks like in any given moment in time. So when you show up as yourself, right, that means that you are trying new things. You're meeting new people. You're having conversations that excite you. You're feeling your emotions. You're doing all of the things that feel right to you in any given moment in time. And I think when we do that, when we show up as ourselves, when we follow the nudges of what feels right, what feels good, what feels aligned, that we are following our purpose. So I used to believe that we had like maybe that one thing, right? So it's like, okay, you know, if I'm doing Manifest Daily, that like my purpose is to inspire others through the podcast. And like, that's my thing. That's why I was here, put here on earth. And it's like, that's kind of narrow, and I feel like basically stating that you have that one purpose, that one thing, it can be a little detrimental to your mental health sometimes because when you have the moments where you want to pivot or where you want to reinvent yourself or you, where you want to change or where you want to try something new, if you feel like doing all of those things would take you away from what you believe your only purpose is, then. You basically box yourself in. you don't allow yourself to grow. You don't allow yourself to evolve because you're like, I can't leave this thing. This is my purpose. But when you accept purpose as being whatever it is in that moment, whatever feels right, whatever feels good, whatever feels aligned, you're truly saving and opening up room and space for yourself to grow and evolve and learn and change and be who you need to be in any given moment, chapter, and season of your life. So when people talk about finding yourself or when people talk about finding your purpose, sometimes I feel like that's such a, I don't even know the word to give it right now, but I feel like that, that doesn't feel aligned with me. That language doesn't feel aligned with me any longer because I don't believe you're finding yourself, right? Finding yourself suggests that you're lost, suggests that you come into this world and you don't know who you are. And part of your journey is to figure out who you are. And yes, I think part of our journeys as we're learning and evolving and whatever, we're learning more about ourselves, right? But I do believe that as we grow and evolve and learn, that we're simply peeling back, I've said this before, peeling back these like layers, the societal mask right it's like as you grow up you're you're fed ideas you're fed this is how x gender should be this is who you are this is what your race means this is how you're going to be treated because how much money you have this is what your parents do so this is what that means for you this is what you're going to go on to do in life and if you don't do this then it's bad if you do this it's good like you're you're fed all of these different like beliefs as if they're fact And then you get to an age and you get to a place in your journey where you start to question that, where you're like, okay, well, is this really how I should be treated or how I want to be treated? Is this really how I want to show up? Is this really what I want to do? Is this really how I should perform based on how I identify with gender? You start to question everything that you've been taught because you realize that everything that you've been taught is not fact because it, it, it's fact, but it's fact because we've collectively labeled it as fact. Does that make sense? And so the more that you grow on your journey and involve in whatever, the more that you start to peel back these layers, you start to investigate the truths. You start to, you start to basically find your own truth. You say, "Okay, this this was taught to me, but I don't feel aligned with that. So I'm going to I'm going to put that away. I don't want that anymore. I wasn't taught this, but this feels aligned, so I'm going to take this. I'm going to adopt this belief. I like this. This feels right to me." And maybe we can call that journey finding yourself, but for me, that journey is just more about releasing who you've been told you should be. It's not about finding yourself. You've always been there. You've always been there. But what we have now is this reality where it's sort of like imagine yourself like you're like a little, tiny person, not tiny because, you show up small in the world, but just bear with me for the metaphor, okay? Like this little tiny person, and every single societal belief thrust on you is like a shirt someone throws a shirt on top of you, then another shirt on top of you, then another shirt on top of you until all of a sudden you're like a pile of clothes on the ground. And I believe that the journey isn't finding yourself like you're lost. Like, where is she? All these phrases is that, but I mean, it doesn't align with me anymore. But this is about saying, okay, let me, let me take this shirt off. Let me take this shirt off. Let me take this shirt off until until at the very end, you return to and you see yourself for what you've always been, that person that's always been there underneath all of the clothes, underneath all of the layers, underneath the mask. Same thing with purpose, right? If you are just here, you're being, you're doing what you want to do, what you love, and that can change, you're following your purpose. So for anyone who has been following something or doing something that they felt has been their purpose, but maybe you're feeling called away from it, maybe you're feeling called to move, maybe you're feeling called to change your job, maybe you're feeling called to go back to school to quit something that you've done for the last decade. If that's what you're feeling called to do, it doesn't mean that you are relinquishing your purpose. it doesn't mean that you are straying from your pasturing from your purpose. it means that you're allowing yourself. To evolve, you're allowing yourself to truly explore and learn and discover and create and be who you need to be and want to be in any given moment of your life, and I think that is such a beautiful thing, my loves. Whew, it's a long one. I'm feeling so hungry. I've been waking up very early since I've been here, and. Uh, 8 44 and do you guys hear my stomach gurgling the mic is like really close to my stomach so the whole time as i was recording this i was like oh my god are they gonna just hear my stomach gurgling the entire time like i don't know i don't know like i said i have my mic volume input on low so hopefully you didn't hear it but if you hear any sort of in the background that's definitely my tummy Uh, i hope you enjoyed today's episode hopefully it was the vibe you needed hopefully these lessons resonated with you and uh you you were able to take something from it that's my hope so thank you so much for being here my loves i'm going to chat with you guys uh probably friday i believe on the schedule is what i have but i'll chat with you guys either friday or next tuesday and if you're listening to this and you're catching up i'll just chat with you in the very next episode bye my loves have a beautiful rest of your day bye